What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 64 of the podcast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Yeah, as as always, I was definitely here last week. Definitely. Did you listen to the show, how I, how I handled I, that I one? Have, I have listened to it. Yes, I have listened masterful. to some of it, yeah. It was, it was a great intro, and I absolutely love Parker's accent. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, his... Uh, his slight like, Australian... Kiwi. Yeah, it was like a bit of... A, <laughs> A bit of everything. Vaguely <laughs> accentish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, welcome back, buddy. It's good to be back. Good yeah. to have you back. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good to be alive. That's a, yeah, right, well. And, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I think um, a few weeks ago, I remember we were talking about how the whole coronavirus thing and, and COVID was going to affect uh like the games industry because somebody mm-hmm. wrote in about it and i think i remember um making a comparison to like the bird flu or the swine flu and i remember you even said you were like well those were so like dangerous you know so of course and it's so funny to think like in retrospect how like po- posts that have not aged well that is where it's like <laughs> damn to be honest though like you look at you look at we'll talk about this later on anyway because it's the main topic but you look at SARS, you look at the bird flu, you look at swine flu, they had much higher mortality rates. Like, SARS only affected something like just over 10,000 people or something. Really? And killed, and killed like half of them. That's crazy. It was a crazy amount. I'm going to let this happen. So, yeah. Um, we, we, you know, we're not here to talk about deadly diseases. We're here to talk about no, uh, Nintendo. Yes, true. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the podcast. Lou Potts' weekly Nintendo podcast where we talk about Nintendo, usually, and not deadly, deadly diseases. Um, so <laughs> if, uh, if this is your first time joining us, thank you for joining us. If you are a regular listener, thank you for tuning in again. Uh, before we jump into the show proper, let me just tell you guys where you can, uh, or where and how you can support the show. Make sure you give us a like on your audio platform of choice. Uh, share the show with your friends. If you've got anyone in your life who's a Nintendo fan who you think might enjoy what we're doing here, uh, invite them to the Discord. Turn them on to the show. And, uh, of course, making sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if there's somewhere where... You'd like to get them, and we're not. Let us know, and uh, we'll make sure to get there. If you want to become a part of the show in our mail pot segment, make sure you write in to me at Pete at or go join our Discord and get involved in the weekly podcast thread where we field a bunch of questions that you'll get to hear later on. Uh, actually, all throughout the show this week, uh, we had a lot of write-ins. And uh, if you want to connect with us any of the other ways around the web, you can, of course, go and follow at Lou Potts on Twitter. And uh, I'm going to take an opportunity real quick right now. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it should be the last day where you can enter. I'm going to be doing a giveaway of Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons over on Twitter. And uh, all you have to do is go and retweet the tweet. Follow us at Lou Potts. Follow me at loud underscore Pete, and uh, you can go and get the chance to earn yourself a free copy of the game. So make sure you go and do that while the getting's good. I'm going to announce the winner on Monday. So if you catch this early, uh, you still have a chance to go jump in if you haven't. So uh, and, I hope and you we're, win. we're fixing that so that uh, I win, right? Uh, no, nobody in Lou Potts is eligible. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> got to go it's got to go to somebody from the community or I'm going to quickly I'm going to quickly quit right now um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn my turn, turn in my resignation right now I'll be back on Tuesday <laughs> That's the move right I'll quit and I'll win the game myself <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, make sure uh, you go and get your entry in there if you're early enough. And if you're too late, um, well, make sure you follow me and us on social media because we're always giving away games. So uh, go get involved. And then um, last but not least, you can go visit us at looppots.com where you can check out all of our news and reviews. And you'll find links to our YouTube channel or Twitch channel where you can go check out some of our video content. Um, so go connect with us all the places where, we, where you get content and uh, make sure you're liking and sharing the show. We really appreciate it. It does a lot to help. All right. So let's kick off the show with what we've been playing this week. Yeah. You've been playing a little bit of Two Point Hospital. And I saw... That Divinity Original Sin 2 finally it showed, showed up. up. Yeah, it just showed up today. I was like, I got a call while I was in the <laughs> office from, from the front desk, and they said, oh, you, you got a parcel? And I was like, I have no idea what I've ordered. You know, it's like one of those things you ordered ages yeah. ago, and it just randomly showed up. I get it with Kickstarters. I back all the time and just randomly shows up at the, the office. And I, I thought it was just like some junk book that I'd been sent. And no, it was Divinity Original Sin. I opened it. I was so excited. So excited. It's wild. I can't believe it finally showed up. I know. I know. Finally, I have a physical copy of that game. So I can finally play the bloody thing. It's been so, taking forever. Like, yeah. I feel like you bought that so long ago. It was definitely before Christmas. Yeah. So it was a while ago. Yeah. Well, there you go. So how I've, far in are you now? Like minutes? Uh, I've only just, yeah, I've, I've done like an hour. I've just got past the like tutorial deck and now I'm moving on to moving a little bit further into the actual like beginner quests. Um, but it runs so well. It's so nice to have that awesome. uh, handheld. Right from the beginning, it asks you, do you want to sync it with your Steam um, Steam saves and you can cross save pick up where you left off or sync back and forth for fairly seamlessly I haven't got it on um, PC um, but I'm I'm pretty tempted to, to play it that way because I know it's a fairly lengthy game and being able to play uh, take it handheld but then also come back and play it with four graphics on a PC would be really nice when I finally get around to building a game in PC yeah absolutely uh, and it's the kind of thing where, like, if you start it and then you fall out of it and build your gaming PC, you could pick it back up. And yeah, yeah the whole, like, cross-play, not cr- uh, cross-play, cross-progression like that, mm-hmm. cross-save, whatever, is I don't know if it a... does have cross-play as well, because you can invite people to your party and you can host an online game. And whether you can do that with some people that are on PC and some people that are on Switch, Which, I don't know. I think you can. Which is I'm not awesome sure about if that's that. the case. Fact check me on that one, uh, listeners. But I, I think I think you can. Um, but either way, I mean, between this game and The Witcher, and I want to say there's one other game maybe where that's a thing. Like that's such a great yeah feature. It's really good. Like the fact that their dev- devs like starting to set the standard. I'm also amazed that, is... that that Nintendo allows awesome. it. Like if this was imagine if this was like a Sony handheld, they'd be like, no, that ain't happening. No. Well, and imagine if it was Nintendo even a few years ago. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. No way. No. It's super progressive, and it's really cool. Uh, I, I think it's a, a great, great feature to offer. And, I mean, like, for the developers, like, let's be 100% real on that one. It's a great value prop because then mm-hmm. they can potentially get you to buy the game twice. Oh, yeah, they absolutely get you to buy the game twice, especially with something like Divinity where it's like, come on, come back. And they really revise the, like... Um the play that have have a game and the battles play there's like loads of different modes now there's like classic mode explorer mode and a bunch of others and they revised heavily like um about six months after the release so it kind of gives you incentive to come back and replay again yeah especially well, if like, you're picking this up as a new game plus and you're bringing over your save from your first playthrough and you're playing a new game 
You can play well, it on handheld. And it's so interesting because, like, when you think about, like, PC gamer demographics, like, you know, the average PC gamer, like, doesn't really play on consoles that often. You know, like, there's a lot of market research to show that there is, like, pretty segmented markets there. But a lot of PC players, like, at least anecdotally that I know, like, do own a Switch, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, want a handheld gaming option. So, like, when you think about that, it's such a great value prop because you probably, if you bought Divinity Original Sin when it was new, you had your fun with it originally, and now they potentially convince you to buy it full price again on a new platform and start playing again. Or if you're a Switch owner and you bought it brand new and you're like, well, I'd love to be able to play it on my PC as well, you could probably pick it up on sale now, like next time there's a Steam sale for like 10 bucks Because yeah. it came out like three years ago or four years ago or something. It was like 2016, 2017 game or something. So it's like... It's it's a great way to breathe life back into that game and to like make money on it again, even though it's something that you know they've kind of like in in the past they would have just made their money now and it would have been over, you know, and like they'll get money when it's on sale maybe, but otherwise, you know. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, this was my first limited run game I've ever bought as well because I've always been put off by the postage price yeah. coming to the UK. You have been hot about this for so long. <laughs> I did, I know. And um, I know that I kind of reduced the value of the game by about 30 quid as soon as I pierced open the, the plastic and popped the cartridge sure. in my system, but I don't care. Um, and I got the like, they give you like these collectible cards. I don't know how you collect them all though. Like, you must have to buy every single... Presumably, someone out there buys every single game and has the yeah. like limited run collectible cards that it comes with. I think that's what you have to do. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I couldn't see myself doing that. But God bless them. Yeah. So you'll have to talk more about that next week when you get a chance to dig in a yeah, little bit definitely. more. Although, so we'll, I, I'm torn because like we all know what's coming out next week. Yeah, and, like, I, I don't better. know. I don't know how far I'm getting into this game. You better and, beat it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen absolutely not gonna happen <laughs> well i mean i feel like the thing with animal crossing though right is that like animal crossing is not a game that you can necessarily play all day for hours and hours so like oh i think it probably is when it first comes out for me i mean Especially, that's true too like right at the beginning when you're trying to get your town yeah. up and running and everything yeah. you want to put as much time in as possible you're making a strong point i don't know man. but you could put it down at night when the shops are closed and you know you, you thing can... is when we record the next episode of the show, the game like AC will not have come out. So like, no, no, it won't have. But you know, maybe someone gets a copy of it. Who knows? I'm, I'm the postman saying, might have, slip up. You have a few days. <laughs> you have a few days to play. I do, yeah. See what happens. Although my parents are up this weekend, so it's like I'm the oh, you play games while they're around. It's like it's done. Oh. It's done. You're not playing this game ever. <laughs> <laughs> you waited all this time for it. You'll never. I touch know. It. It's like it's like The Witcher. You're one hour with it. That's it. <laughs> So, uh, and then you also were playing a little bit more Two Point Hospital. How's that been going? Yeah, it's kind of lost its shine for me now because I was yeah. playing it while I was in hospital. And it's like, oh, it's not so much fun when you're playing that game when you're in a hospital. Yeah. Um, but Also, uh, like, I guess in the current climate, like, it's a little bit like, it, oh, yeah, I don't want to really. think about deadly no, Well, do you know what? I've also been playing that, I think it's... Is it pandemic? Pan no, well, I've played Pandemic and there's no, I, I played the board game and there's absolutely no way you can beat that game. I'm convinced it's impossible. Absolutely no, convinced. I got so close, so close. We were one cure away. We, we, we How many people were playing? Apart from the blue one, four. 
damn, I don't know. You guys like you can you can win. I've played one and oh, won. No, no but I think it's plague. It is really hard though. <laughs> Have you played it on your phone, Plague Inc? I'm sorry. That this game called Plague Inc. Oh, oh, that's the Switch game. Yeah, no, Sarah was no. playing that. Well, it, might, it might be on Switch. I think it is on Switch. Um, but basically, you it's the reverse of Pandemic. You play as the virus rather than yeah. uh, as the like healers. So, of course, everyone's been playing it and just calling the virus oh, yeah. coronavirus and just being really, really morbid about it. Can you imagine, like, you make that game and then this happens and you're just like, wow. It's been banned in China. They took it down from the App Store. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's mental. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm still enjoying Two Point Hospital. I'm a little bit miffed they've just announced a new expansion that's coming to PC only so far. Ah. And I'm sure like, it'll come to Switch eventually. But. Yeah, I know, but this was meant to be like the definitive version that's on the cartridge that we're kind of done with the expansion. That includes all the DLC, and then they go and re- announce another one, which is kind of yeah. like, I get it, you need to make more money, and you want to keep developing stuff and adding to this game, but it's like, I kind of thought you were done, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still enjoying it. I'm on the fifth or sixth hospital now, um, but it- it's going to be one of those ones I dip in and out of at cool. this point. So I'm in a slump, honestly. I heard last week. I am very disappointed you didn't get any further on on Resident Evil. Well, I got further since you and I talked. I know, but I heard last week you you hardly got anywhere by the sounds of it. You just binned it off for a bit of Katamari Damacy. No, uh, I mean I'm. I think I'm at chapter seven. Have you met Mr. X? No. What the fuck? I I feel like there's only like four or five chapters left in the game or something like that though. No way. When I looked if it you, up, how? Where are you? Have you left the police station? No. Have you got to the car park? Yeah. How far into the car park are you? Like the under underground car park. I went through the entirety of that and then ended up back inside. What? How have you not met? How have you not met him? Maybe I did meet him. Right, okay. Have you encountered a big, massive man that, like, lifts up a helicopter? No, I don't think so. What the hell? No, you'd know if you met him. <laughs> I don't the think music so. Comes <laughs> in scares the shit out of you. Yeah, I don't think so, man. No, you've know. got so much left to do then if you haven't even yeah. met him. So much left to do. I know, I know, I know. I'm like, I want to play it. It's just like, it's like, I don't know. It's not that it's necessarily that it's too scary. It's just... <laughs> I, uh, I've been like pretty busy and stressed at work the last couple weeks, you know. It, yeah. And like at the end of the day, like I'm kind of just looking it's, to like. It's why you want to come home and watch that rock. Yeah, because it's like I just want to yeah. like relax. And I get it. I'm watching um, Parks and Rec because I just want to. It's my why I want to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> you know, like is the thing, and it's even when I think about it, like even Doom. Right would oh, be no, the Doom's exact too much. no, because no, that would be the exact kind of game I want right now. Wait, like I want, brains, eh? I want something that's easy or that's or not necessarily easy, but like I want something Simple that's mechanic. either like low stakes and and chill like AC, or I want something like Doom where it's about me feeling like even if I'm dying. It's like I'm not stressed out, right? Like it's okay. like I'm, I feel powerful, and it's I like, feel like about a all the time. What's that? You feel like a badass all the time. Yeah. Whereas in Resident or, Evil, you always feel like you're just one step away from just from your dying dead and being, <laughs> yeah, and getting just <laughs> you know, and like there's always stuff jumping out and you know, and it's like oh, you know, and like that's the fun of it. I'm enjoying that, but in the same breath, like 
when I'm tired or like stressed out after a long day, like it hasn't really been like what I want to do. Like I, mm-hmm. I'll play it for like an hour and then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done for now. Oh no! See, I binged that game in two days. That was it. It was done. I know. I know. That's. I feel like that's what how most people play. I it. cannot just... wait to do the same for Resident Evil Three. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me. No, it is for you. You just need to. You just need to keep going. I think. Yeah. What did you think of Ada? She's cool. She is cool. Very cool. I've seen her like two or three times now. Right. Okay. What? Cha- where are you? What chapter are you on? Uh, hold on. I need to find. All right. You need to like make sure that this isn't dead air, man. This is bad radio. If I'm just looking up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I genuinely I can't figure out where you are if you haven't met Mister X. Like, I feel like you should have met him by now. If you've made it down to the underground car park, that's where. Yeah. You see him for the second time, I swear. Or maybe it's when the he, first when he, time like, I, I saw... I guess I definitely saw him, because I saw a, a man's head get crushed. Yes, by... then you saw him. He punched through the wall, and he crushed the guy's yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, he scared me. Well, he didn't do a helicopter. Scared the shit out of you. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Maybe that's a spoiler for later, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think we're just spoiling the whole game now, it sounds like. <laughs> so the I, game I'm came far. out in 1998. I'm, I'm pretty How far, though. spoil it? <laughs> Fair enough. But you see, like I, I'm like I'm most of the way through it. I think I only have like two or three more chapters. Like, You're not most of the way through. You still gotta go to Umbrella. But what? And then, yeah, and then you have to play a... the game. Then you have to play the game again as Claire. Well, that I, uh, I don't know if that's happening. If you don't play the game again as Claire, you don't get to go to the orphanage, and you need oh, to go to the orphanage because it's awesome. Scary. It's really scary when you're trying to save this little girl. Oh, see, here's the thing. When I was looking at Polygon's guide, I thought that it ended at chapter twelve. There's fifteen chapters. Yeah. So I'm only you, like I'm only like halfway through. Yeah, and then you gotta play again. Yeah. And then there's so, okay. and then they did all these like really cool like um left behind stories. Like well, they're not left behind because that's last of us. I can't remember what they called it, but basically it's the perspective of the people you never got to see their story. Like mm. the, there's the guy in the gun shop, there's um, somewhere in the game, you see like a dead body oh, of a uh, of, of a cop, and you get to see like his story and what he did during the. All right, well, I'm gonna there. There's no way I'm getting through all this before Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, before Animal Crossing. I'll try, but <laughs> no. But I'm not getting through. Uh, not especially not if you're playing Kingdom Hearts three at the same time. I like, just picked that back up and because like I never finished it, so I was like, all right, I'll chip away at this a little bit more, and I played it for like an hour and a half and made no progress because there's so much bullshit that you have to do. I was in the Winnie the Pooh world and I'm like having to play a puzzle game and then I got to fly to the frozen world and I had to play Star Fox for like 45 minutes and fight a boss. It's just like, this is why I stopped playing this game. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why people like those games. I think I'm done with them forever. Honestly. I think the only way they were any good is if you were a kid and you had nostalgia for it. Because it, and I that's think... very much where I came at it from. And I feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 even was just like, oof, I don't know, dude. This one, <laughs> it broke me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But, but, okay, so, like, Animal Crossing's out this week. And yeah. are you gonna, what are speaking you playing? Of which, speaking of which, let's jump into the news. because. But, like, what are you playing in between then? Oh, I, those games. These th- I'm going to so, either play more Resident so Evil or play more up. Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so you're playing these up till next week. And then we've now finally got the first review. 
Yeah. So yeah. jumping into the news, the first review of Animal Crossing has come in from Famitsu. 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 Yeah, yeah. Famitsu. Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, they gave the game a thirty-eight out of forty. So they had two reviewers who gave it a nine, and then the other two gave it a ten. Um, so that you know that adds up to that there, and that's like a really high review from them. But uh, I, I it's apparently, not it's not uncalled for there, like. It's not unprecedented. New, like New Leaf got one point more. Did it really? Yeah. So that means they got they got three tens and a nine. I guess. Yeah. So my my question for you though, I, I want to pull up the list here. Here, yeah, okay. So there are only twenty six games that Famitsu has ever given a perfect score, and I want to see if you can guess any of them. Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna guess uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. No. Ooh. They did give they did give a ten to Brawl though. Oh. Persona Five. No. Well, maybe actually. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> I, I, it's just pick pick like Nintendo games. What are you doing? You're uh, killing me. You're killing me. Fire Emblem Three Houses. No. Also, Persona 5, no, not on that list. No. No, you're doing terribly. A Pokemon? Is there a Pokemon on there? There is a Pokemon. Pokemon Green. No. No, too far back. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Dude, you're you're doing... I thought you were going to do way better. No way, terrible. (laughs) All right, so here's here's some of the... the Oh, what about Astral Chain? Astral Chain, no. Oh, I give up. What are you guessing? You think these games are tens? No, I just I have no idea. What I don't know. All right, so. But what's a ten? Okay, Breath of the Wild. Yes. Okay, that's there you what go. Else the first one. That Super should have Mario been your Wa- first Su- guess. Super Mario Odyssey. No. I'm I'm guessing like what Famitsu would score as a ten because I don't yeah. give I don't give Smash Bros as ten at all. I know, I know, but you should have like you should have guessed Breath of the Wild first. That's such a safe pick. And. Yes. Also, uh, your favorite game ever, Ocarina of Time. No, nah, that's not a 10. Wind Waker, they also gave a 10. Oh, that is a 10. That's a good game. Skyward Sword, they gave a 10. Yikes. <laughs> that <laughs> takes that have aged poorly. Did they Did they give that um, Star Fox game a 10? What about Amiibo Festival? Did that get a 10 as well? No. That's really the only game on this list that I feel like doesn't make sense. There's also Soul, the original Soul Calibur, Vagrant okay. Story, Dogs, which is weird. Dogs. Right. I loved that game as a kid, though. That was so good. Final Fantasy twelve, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, what about 4 Mario Kart? Is there a Mario Kart on there? No. No. No Mario Karts. Uh, okay, wait, it's weird I'd... that Famitsu review is out so early. I mean... It feels a week it? too soon. Yeah. It's early. It's the only review we've got of anyone. It's like they it's, broke the embargo. It's Famitsu, though. <laughs> like, that, Nintendo reveals stuff in Famitsu all the time. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, you did not do as well as I thought no, you No, I did terribly. I really believed in quite, you. Quite terribly. So, so what, where's your excitement level at for Animal Crossing? Like, are you, well, like, through I, the roof I, on this? I ordered it today. I hadn't ordered it until today. <laughs> I, I, I actually haven't done that either. Yeah, so I was like, "Shit, I better order it." So I've yeah. done that. I'm, I'm excited. I, I really am. Yeah. 
Me too. Like, I think following that direct, and we spoke with Chewy on it about on the podcast, and like seeing had to have him ex- on uh, his excitement. Now. Yeah, well, definitely. Like seeing his excitement for like things that I would have never even thought about. Like, oh, we can. We, except we can't pin things to the ceiling. It's like, I would never have spotted that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we actually we actually got a question uh, from our own Ram who's asked, will you be making a theme for your Animal Crossing town? Mm, I'm not going to do we, that. Are we theming the town or are we making like a theme song or? Oh, oh, that's a good point. I don't know how they mean the question. All right, we'll answer it both ways. I will not be theming my town in any way. I will no. write a theme for my Animal Crossing yes, town. Yes, me too. I'm a composer, so I have I, I'm to. gonna attempt to, and then I'm gonna give up, and then I'm gonna go online, and I'm gonna find a song that sounds really good, and I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's gonna work. But now I'm not gonna bother theme in my town. I think we spoke about it briefly when Chewie was on. I'm gonna do like a little town square, and then we're gonna have everything coming off it, and yeah, we'll that's kind of what goes. I want to do. I wanna, I wanna emulate um, how in the original Animal Crossing there's like that town center around the tree with the bulletin board. Like, I kind of want to... Or no, the bulletin board isn't there. That's where the fountain is. I kind of might um, rip off the uh, Stardew Valley town, to be perfectly honest. That's not a bad idea. But I, I kind of want to do something like that, where, like, I want to have there be, like, a central, like, hub. And that's where, like, a lot of the, you know, like... Like, that can be, like, a place where it's like, oh, this would be, like, all the community events would happen, right? Yeah. Or there's, like, you know, and then there'll be, like, a place where all the businesses are. And then, like, I want to have, like, a park... You know, so like, I'm gonna like. It's good because this time it means that a house isn't randomly gonna pop up in your park. Like you can choose where you're gonna put them, put them before you start work. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, it's it's nice that we're gonna have that level of control. So I'm really yeah. gonna try to like organize it where it's like there's a residential area, there's <laughs> uh, an outdoors area where zoning. people can chill. We're gonna have the landfill over in the exactly. <laughs> yeah. You think they'll bring back the landfill? <laughs> Remember that <laughs> in the original game? Oh man! Nah, let's just dump it all in the in the ocean. We're on an island. That's that true. Away. Yeah. Who cares? Pollution, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up on uh, on the list, we got Reggie himself, Mister Reggie Fields of May, back in the news because he has joined up with GameStop. Yeah, he's taking names at the GameStop board now. It's I, like what a what a surprising move for him. You know, I mean, like, I, I wonder, like, how much control he's got or whether it was just GameSpot wanted him on the board as just, like, I'm, another name. I'm sure that they're... Because they're, they're appoint, they appointed three people to the board of directors, and I don't, I don't think that they would be doing that if it wasn't because they really felt like they needed radical new leadership, you they know? They do need radical new leadership. Because, like, don't get me wrong, Reggie joining is a headline. We're talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the tweet where he announced it has uh, 8.2K retweets and 44.8K uh, likes. So, obviously, like, you know, the dude has cachet in the industry, right? And him throwing his weight behind them, it does mean something to gamers. But, like, Reggie is that name that face because he was such a good leader at nintendo you know like he's a he's a shrewd businessman and he was responsible for a lot of really really smart decisions on nintendo of america's part and he grew that market you know like 
th- like through their biggest periods, you know, like so I, I feel like him being appointed appointed here is because they I think they really do probably want his expertise to help write the ship because GameStop is you know it's no secret that they are on fire. I wonder why he left Nintendo because I kind of thought it was he was done he just wanted to retire he wanted to he, he's been doing his like talks at and I think he's been doing some teaching at Cornell University but now it seems like he's kind of coming back into more of a daily role yeah but I mean being a president and a and a, a COO is a lot bigger responsibility than just being on a board of directors yeah right yeah so i think like he's probably going to be more it's of like uh as an advisory like we're thinking of doing this and he's like wow no because when i was at nintendo i know that we're going to be there they're planning on doing this no he's not going to be sharing inside the info though no not like that but i I think it's going to be that they want his you know his his expertise in that way where it's just like what do you think of this reggie you know and he's going to be the guy to be like no like that's a bad idea we should do this you know and like i think that's like really what a board does you know they're not really the people running the company day to day he's probably going to go to a board meeting like once a month or something like that who knows Um, yeah well they're probably phoning in right so i mean like it's I, i i don't think this is like the same thing you know it's like definitely more of a. Uh, this is definitely more of a situation where I'm sure he's going to be getting like a a good paycheck to advise and help, you know, try to write the ship. Um, but I, I did want to read his tweet. He says the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop Court Board and helping to make this happen. So my question is, do you agree with that? Do you think that the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop? Because I. Yeah, I, I do. don't. Yeah, I really you, do because I would miss. What it, like, game almost went bust, which is our kind of equivalent of GameStop in the UK, and to lose like a dedicated shop where you can go for everything that you kind of see is is gaming, is a little bit. It would be disappointing, I think, just because it's kind of like that place you can go where hopefully you kind of get the the knowledge and the expertise from people. And there should be people like us that work there that are interested in video games that can advise, like, mums and dads or whoever that come in that, yeah, your kid's into Nintendo or maybe you should get in this game or has he got this or et cetera, et cetera. And maybe I think GameStop's probably just lost its way and has got this kind of... Even I know, and I'm not in America, that it's kind of got this um, view as kind of a bit scammy and a bit, like, not the best place to go for games not a great place to work no um yeah and i mean that's the thing is like i i have mixed feelings about it you know because i i think that i agree with you where i like the idea of there being a game centric store i like going to game stops to pick up games but i'm increasingly coming around to the idea of going full digital you know as like hardware becomes better about it and like storage is cheaper and you know it's easier to do you know like i think i'm probably gonna get animal crossing digitally because i want to be able to just jump in and play it whenever i want and not have to switch the cart and you know like that's the kind of thing where it's like it sounds stupid but like it is kind of an inconvenience at this point of like why like why bother like switching 
a cart if it's a game that I'm going to regularly play while I have other stuff that's, you know what I mean? Like, if it's just like a Breath of the Wild or something like that, where it's like, I'm going to play it, and then when I'm done with it, I'm going to put it away for a while, that's one thing. But with, like, your Smashes or your Animal Crossings or these games you come back to, it seems kind of silly. It's not difficult for me, though, just to pop a new cart in, though. I don't find that all that much of an effort. Even if I've got to get up off my sofa to go and <laughs> swap it out, it's not that bad. No, and, and it, it, it's it's definitely, like, a bullshit kind of complaint. But it's also, like, I don't know, like, it's it's nice that as my Switch library grows, you know, like, I can only bring so many cartridges with me at a time. Yeah, I get that. So it's I'm struggling like, already. I've like filled up all the slots. I've got like four carts just, just floating. sitting around loose in the in the uh, case. Right. So, you I know, don't know. I mean, like I, I think though, people go thing. to GameStop for things other than just buying the the game. Like you Me? can go for merch. You can go oh. for like um, the actual consoles itself, the hardware. You can go yeah, for can... all sorts of stuff. And yeah, you can buy that online, but like. What what mum and dad who's looking to buy something for their kid or their grandkid for Christmas is going to know where to go and get that? Maybe you can and also can get a lot of that in. stuff at, like, a Target. Okay, yeah. You know? Because it's like, like I, I, I get it, you know? Like, what you're saying is true. And, like, when I was younger, especially, like, when I was in, you know, middle school or early high school and I was, like, a mall rat and used to hang out yeah. at a mall on a Friday night and it would be, like, cool, like here's all the money I saved that I didn't spend on lunch this week or whatever, right? Okay, how much How much do I have? Like, what games are here that are used that I can buy? Or, you mm-hmm. know, like, that is an experience. But, like, how many kids are doing that now? Like, GameStop wouldn't be struggling if that was still what people were doing, you know? And, and I, I think that's kind of the thing. And, like, when I think about it, too, like, I think they could move a lot of that online, though. They could become the place you go to buy games from. Amazon got rid of their like prime incentive for pre-ordering video games. You know, games. I mean, that's could... true, and I, I could see, I could see that being being the case. Um, and, and I don't know, like, I, I think that's the more the move is like them pivoting into becoming like a better digital marketplace yeah, solution like digital, or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, and I don't know like what they the do online though. CD keys or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, they could do both. Amazon does both. Um, but it's something to think about. Like, I think and, that's and, that's definitely an games, angle for them. GameStop still owns Game Informer, which to me is still a wild conflict of interest. But excuse me. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of a necessary evil of wanting to run a magazine, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I've always found it strange that IGN owns Humble Bundle. That also seems like a weird conflict of interest to me. But see, that I don't. Honestly, Humble Bundle like, publish games. IGN review those games. It's a bit yeah, strange. I mean, that bit, I guess. But I think that's really the only time that that is the case. And I, I'm pretty sure that their whole... Um, I'm sure they've got a firewall. They've, I'm sure they've got the editorial firewall between, like, this is the, um, the reviewing side and this is the commercial side that makes money. I, I think it's also that they, they have a policy in terms of reviewing those games where i think they they get a third party like a freelancer okay that's fair so that it's not somebody who like works at ign and stands to gain anything from reviewing the game aside from a paycheck as a freelancer 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the case. If I if memory serves, like I covered it on on uh, my old show when it happened, and I was kind of arguing that it's like it's not that bad, you know. Yeah. Like the amount of times where there is a conflict of interest is pretty slim. See, so that's the kind of place that I think GameStop would have benefited from buying, like a um, yeah a humble bundle or a GOG or something like that. I don't have, know why they didn't do something that like that in. years ago. Like they yeah. bought Think Geek, you know? Like why? Did like, and really? I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't know that. I guess to the point, like they they make more money on merch now than they do on uh, games. Yeah. So like maybe that's a thing too. Is just like just that's what GameStop becomes is like an online marketplace for geek shit. You know, like I always liked Think Geek for that when it was like, oh, like I gotta buy stocking stuffer for somebody, or I gotta buy, you know, I want to get my a friend a gag gift or something like that. Like Think Geek is awesome for stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. Uh, so we actually did have a question on this one too. Uh, this one again comes from Ram, who asked, "Is Reggie able to fix GameStop?" Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, it's not just him, and I don't think he, like you said, he's he's not in that managerial role. He's just in as an advisor. But right. I think if they follow good advice and they make good business decisions, any business is savable. You just have to follow where the market goes. You look at Nintendo, for example. Everyone was like declaring them doomed when the Wii U was a massive failure. And they bounced right back with the Switch and they're at the top of their game. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that they need to pivot. And if they're willing, able, and prepared to pivot, then they're, it's, they're not too far gone. I think that the chances of, of them actually salvaging it, though, I don't know how realistic they are. I really don't. Um, I have a lot of faith in Reggie, but I also feel like on some level this feels like shuffling duck chairs on the deck chairs on the Titanic. Where, like, it's a sinking ship and, you know, GameStop's going to have to get a lot smaller, I think, before Yeah, it, it might need to. Like, game is downsizing. They've closed one of the two that was in my town and they've just they've downsized to the one store now. Like, there's but, way too many GameStops. There, yeah, are two, there are two within – there are two shopping centers that are near my house that are across a street from And they've probably other. both got one, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and there's no need for that. No. So someone needs to come in. Someone needs to look at, like, why have we got all these stores? Why have we got all this real estate? One of them sucks, too. Like, Yeah, well, then you get rid of that one, <laughs> don't you? And, like, but it's, it's simple stuff like that. that you, you, can, you can save it. Like, game went bust here, and someone saved it, and I think it could easily go bust again, especially in today's... Like, I mean, doesn't GameStop own them? On. No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah, I think games are a publicly traded company. I definitely thought they were. Uh, I thought they were owned by GameStop too. They may be. Hmm. Like I'm honestly not sure. But game run game here has like no, it's game uh, game retail limited. Okay. Um, game here also runs like um, things like packs. Like, uh, similar to that, there's, there's, like, a thing called... Um, they have their own event like that? Yeah. They have their own event. They run, like, um, eSports stuff. They have, like, uh, game arenas where you could like, go and you can play on, like, um, uh, high-spec PCs and you can rent them out for the day and, like, do, like, gaming parties and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, they, they have, like, like other... They've oh, got yeah, other yeah. things. Yeah, they did, a lot, they did a lot of stuff like that. They, I really um, like their logo. Uh, they, yeah, they, they they have a little stuff. It looks like they've just got bought by, um, uh, Fraser's group. By, by Sports Direct. 
Oh, what? Really? In oh, June formerly, formerly called Sports Direct. Yeah, they're called yeah. the Frasers Group now. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's because they bought House of Fraser. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, okay. ran, he's, that's ran by a nasty piece of work. And then uh, Ram also asked, will Breath of the Wild 2 be a GameStop exclusive? <laughs> no. <laughs> I bet there's some GameStop exclusive stuff, though. Like, uh, there's always, like, game exclusive, like, things they do. Like, um, the Luigi's Mansion glow-in-the-dark case was exclusive to game in the UK. Like, it's Yeah, we have, like, like pre-order bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah. But not, not games. <laughs> Amiibos they did have at one point. That was a thing. For real? Yeah, uh, GameStop had a few exclusive Amiibo. I remember there was like Target, Best Buy, Amazon, and GameStop all had ones that were exclusive. And Toys R Us. And Toys R Us, oh my god, yeah. Rest <laughs> in peace, man. They're coming back, though. All right, so uh, I'm going to kick our next story over to Steve uh, because he refused to let me cut it, even yeah. though this episode is running long. <laughs> Have you ever played this game? What game? Blade Introduce Runner. Introduce it. No, Blade I've Runner. never played the. I've okay, never so played is, the Blade Runner game. This was a like. This was a 1997 point and click adventure game by Westwood Studios. Do you remember Westwood Studios? Not by name, no. Holy shit! They got bought by EA and then they just died because that's what EA did with every how, yeah. good studio. Um, they did like the. They are responsible for making Command and Conquer. Oh. Um, and they also made this game along with a bunch of others. And this is not based on... It's based on the movie and that it looks like it's the movie, but it's it's what they call like a side sequel. Okay. Or side quar. It's a different Blade Runner. So you don't play as Deckard, you play oh. as someone different. It's in the same universe and it's a completely separate story and it's really, really good. That actually sounds um, cool. <laughs> and, and it's coming to Switch along with a load of other consoles and PC. But who cares about that? It's coming to Switch as like a... a uh, a, what do they call it? A uh, enhanced edition. Um, it's by the same people, by Night Dive Studios, the same people that did the uh, Baldur's Gate ports to Switch. Oh, okay. Um, so hopefully we'll be so fairly decent be good. quality. Um, and yeah, this is due this due this year. So I'm unbelievably excited about this. You can get a version on GOG.com at the moment, but it's not the enhanced version. Apparently, they've like done up the assets and things like that. Mm. Um, and, and no one really saw it coming, according to the uh, the article that was exclusive to the Hollywood Reporter. Um, in an interview, uh, the Westwood Studios co-founder mentioned that um, they they lost the uh, source code. Uh, when they merged with, when they got purchased by EA, and they thought a remake would be impossible without spending loads of money, but somehow Night Dive has has made it possible. So that's awesome. Yeah. See, so now you see why I couldn't cut this story pick. All I'm right, really yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All yeah. right, I, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to yeah. you. All right, all right. So let's jump into the last story this week. Uh, Lego and Nintendo have announced a uh, a partnership. Yeah, yeah, make... that um that that switch dock, right? That everyone was talking about. Yeah, definitely a switch dock, right? <laughs> Even Pixel bought down on that. It's like, no, it's not a switch dock. It's Legos, you guys. It's Legos with creepy eyes that blink and stuff, which is super weird. That's so cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding me? When I was a kid, I would have eaten this up. Everyone keeps saying when I was a kid, I'm buying this. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm not buying it. But I'm also saying, like, if I had had this when I was a child, I would have lost my yeah. mind. Yeah. It now is, it's like, it's I'll really build cool. it once and be like, well, that was fun. And this is the first time Nintendo's done anything with Lego, right? 
I think before so, they yeah. were like with Kinects and like a load of other bunch of other knockoff Lego. Yeah, Nintendo's one of the only major IP that I feel like Lego hasn't worked with until. And now, now they finally got it. Yeah, it's good, man. It's 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 looking real good. I gotta say. So yeah, if you haven't seen the video, like definitely go over to YouTube and and look at look at the video. <laughs> Fun fact from the Kotaku article: <laughs> In the late 1960s, Nintendo actually had its own brand of blocks to compete against Lego called NNB blocks. They were <laughs> yeah, on Nintendo sale in Japan blocks. between 1968 and 1972. <laughs> no wonder they never worked with Lego. <laughs> Brian Ashcraft from Kotaku wrote this one thing. Uh, yeah. So I, this is cool. I, I'm 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 stoked about this. It's I so definitely cool. am down to grab this as like a collector's item and to play around with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, if you haven't seen the video, it's like this cool little Bluetooth Mario with like a screen for eyes, and he's got a little screen on his um, I, I think his t-shirt. That's yeah, his t-shirt underneath his yeah. dungarees, and he can, interacts like, and moves like you could basically build your own. Like Mario Cross, and you can jump on Goombas, and you can collect coins, and um, there's like Baby Bowser, and you get the first person to get to the flag gets like a prize and stuff like that. It's really, that's really, really cool. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, um, definitely into it. I love what Parker from the uh, Fanatics Four said though. Like, why do the kids in the video just look so bored? I know, like, like they just look like they're just like. I mean, to be fair, I guess that's kind of what kids look like when they're playing with Legos. <laughs> You know, it's like you're very, like, like in your... Like, you would think, like, you're handing, like, Mario over to someone and, like, you'd be excited about it. But they're just like, here you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess, yeah. They're like, here, just play with it, kids. <laughs> no, you're right. They really don't look very enthused. <laughs> <laughs> so bored. It's like, why can is you go back to Bowser? play on the iPad now? You know, it's like, why is it Baby Bowser? I don't know. Oh, give me yeah. real Bowser. I want they give you Bowser. Yoshi, but... And where's Luigi. We need an expansion, guys. We need an expansion. <laughs> you know they're going to do it. There's going to be so many sets. And you're going to have to buy and collect them all over the years, and it's going to co- end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of pounds. Um, so Chris asks, Mario Lego, how much are you going to buy? This is from the Discord. Chris from the Discord. I at least want Mario, a warp pipe, and a Goomba. I want yeah. that. Me and too. maybe a mushroom, if there's a mushroom. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll buy a whole set, but I'll get like one. Yeah. I want the Mario. I want, I want the Mario. I want to be yeah. able to build a little thing, yeah. at least. Throw it on a shelf, you know? Because I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, Ram asks, do you think Mario Lego will have any Switch functionality? No. Pro- probably not. No. Uh, Jarno, a.k.a. Olaf, asks, do you think we'll see expansions for the Lego Mario sets, which uh, may include different Nintendo franchises? Yes. I oh, do. Yeah. I do think so. Um, but I think we'll probably get more Mario sets and then other I do Nintendo too. sets. And I think we could very easily get a Mario Kart set where you have like a little racing car mm. and you pop your little Mario in it and off they go. That was uh, Olaf's next question. It says, if so, what are your hope? What are your ideas for future Lego expansions and Nintendo properties? Yeah. And do you hope there will ever be a Lego slash Mario Nintendo game on Switch? Uh, so... I think the Mario Kart one's a good call out. I, obviously, a Zelda one would make a lot of sense. I saw, I think it was Parker as well, say, or no, it was Max. It was Max who said, imagine if it was, um, like, you could make, like, an Animal Crossing village. And I haven't been able to that get that out cool. of my head since I'd then. also I'd... like a Splatoon kind of thing. That would be a good be one, cool. too. Where, like, you, you run along with your rollers and stuff. Yeah. I also have a question for you. 
Okay. Do you think this was due to be shown in a Nintendo Direct that we never got? Yeah, I really do. Um, I think there's been like a few announcements recently that like it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird that this like just came out of nowhere, yeah. you know? And I I do wonder if that's the case, you know? A hundred percent feels like it. Game when they put the like pre-order of uh, Lego. Uh, the Ma- Lego Mario thing up on their site, Nibel noticed it over on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it was it had said as recently announced in the latest Nintendo Direct, the Lego um, Super Mario crossover, whatever it is. There you go. So it seems fairly obvious. Yeah. You look at the Blade Runner Enhanced Edition screenshot. It looks like they literally just got it off of the end of a trailer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I really do. I do think that there's like there, where there's smoke, there's fire usually, and I think in this case, I think it's pretty safe to say that there was a a general direct that was intended for at some point around this time, and now these announcements just have to come out somewhere. And then, uh, do you think we'll ever? Do you hope that we'll get a Lego Mario or Lego Nintendo game on Switch? I don't really care. Like I'm not against the Lego games. Sometimes they catch my interest, but I don't. That's not something I feel like I, I need. don't. I don't want it in place of another 3D Mario, which Fair I enough. hope that they wouldn't yeah. do. If they're going to give the Mario IP over to the same team that makes the Lego games, then fine. But I'd... it would be cool if they made like a like a Nintendo, like a Lego Nintendo kind of crossover game, similar to like the when they did the Lego Marvel superheroes or Lego like DC or whatever, where it's like, oh, it's like all the Nintendo casts and you can go to different worlds and yeah, but the have thing a team is with of, those, that could be they're, fun. They're always Lego minifigures and they haven't even done Lego minifigures for this new Lego set. It's like its own a different thing. thing. Yeah. So we, we probably got a ways to go before that happens. But I can see them continuing to partner on stuff just because, you know, who doesn't like money? All right, so jumping into the mail pot segment, uh, which <laughs> oh, again, yeah, if you mail pots, yeah, yeah, and if you want to be a part of the mail pot segment, remember you can write into me at pete at loopots Hit us up on the Discord, or sometimes we throw up a Twitter thread. So you know, hit us up there. So this next, this first one comes from uh, Zade, who's a regular writer in the show. And says, hey, podcast crew, real simple question this week. Why won't Steve and Pixel just play Fire Emblem Three Houses? I talked to Pete about it because I was skeptical, and it's comfortably one of the best games I have ever played. They should just play the game like how Pete should just play Code Vein. I think I'm just going to buy it for him so he has no My, choice but to play it. Just I, play the Fire Emblem, Pixel and Steve. Yeah, that wasn't a typo. Hope all is well. Keep up the great work. And play Fire Emblem. I've played it. I've played a good ten minutes. That's not the same thing, and you're a monster for even bringing it up. How much of the wish you play, Pete? That's irrelevant. Is it? What's the next question on the mail pot? What? From Pixelpaw. What's that next question? Oh, the question from Pixel is, will Pete ever play Witcher yeah. again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, I, I know I'm going to get too far on them. It will be when there is nothing else. <laughs> Which is never. This year, there's yeah. so many games coming out. Oh, man. Well, I hope yeah, I've got March set. I've got April set. Then I've got to get back to Divinity Original Sin. Yeah, no yeah. idea when. No idea when you're going to get around to that. So, uh, we have a bunch of other 
mail pot questions this week, but I'm going to table them because we are running out of time and we need to get to our main topic. Uh, so we're going to go into the main topic. <laughs> okay, we're there. So now here in the main topic, E3 2020 is officially canceled due to Corona's virus concerns. So we, uh, I think we talked about this last week. We it, may was on, have. it was on the brink. I asked the question on Discord, I said. You did. And, yeah, I mean, I think we knew that this was coming, but it's it kind sucks, of... Right? It sucks, and it's crazy to see that it really is is happening because, you know, there's there's talk... Uh, we have an article up about it on loopots.com that, that Ram wrote, and, uh, you know, they've been following this thing since the beginning basically so uh he has been a great source of information for everybody over in the discord but they're they're exploring the idea for an online show and saying that there's going to be a physical show to return in 2021 honestly Um, the online show is just a load of crap microsoft already said they're doing their own thing right they're going to reveal the xbox series x on their own presentation not anything Mm -hmm. to do with e3 now Nintendo's just going to do a direct like they always do, and it will have nothing to do with E3 now. PlayStation wasn't even there. Yeah, and so Nintendo actually officially responded and said, Nintendo supports the ESA's decision to cancel this year's E3 to help protect the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners. We would like to express our concern and support for all those affected by the COVID-19 outbreak during this challenging time. We'll continue to be flexible and redirect our efforts to other ways of keeping our fans up to date about our activities and products. Because of the COVID-19 outbreak, large industry events may be untenable for the foreseeable future, but we are considering various ways to engage with our fans and we'll have more to share as the year continues so all that said right we've seen a lot of these events get canceled in the last couple weeks it's not surprising that e3 is is you know is is canceled but i think the question on everybody's mind is is this the death blow for e3 because like you said microsoft is going to have their own event sony had already pulled out the last two years Nintendo always does their own thing. They don't need E3. EA does, is doing their own thing. They're Have not been at anyway. E, at E3. Bethesda's doing their own thing, not at E3. So I think what happens like what happens next year when it's time to like round up the gang and nobody wants to do it because they realize that... We don't need it. We can do it on cheaper. our own. It's cheaper to do it on your own <laughs> or to not do it at all. I actually do an online think thing. what will happen is you'll see a PAX take place of E3. And it'll be like, we'll unveil something more here. It's more fan-oriented. They don't need E3 anymore. It's it's just, it's unnecessary. I think that's the thing, though. Like, I think that's the attitude among a lot of our fans, a lot of the fans. You know, I don't mean our fans. I mean, like, the fans, right? And, like, that E3's not necessary anymore, and it's it's antiquated, and it's all this stuff, and, like, you you see all these industry people who are coming out and saying that that's, like, not the case, you know? Like, that there's, like, it was an industry event first, first and foremost, and a PAX does not replace an E3. A, a PAX is not going to have, and maybe it could, but... Maybe so, does. but hasn't GDC done a lot of E3's work anyway? I mean, And I know does, that got cancelled as well, but... Right, and I'm not saying that, like, 
GDC isn't that as well, but that means that there's what two opportunities a year for that for yeah. indie devs to meet with publishers and like maybe have their studio saved or their game published or you know like this is gonna have a, a tangible effect on the industry whether people like wanna admit it or not because I think that there's this very like E3's lame and antiquated and you don't need it anymore and the ESA is a joke because they leaked everybody's information. The E3 E3 is a huge thing. For the industry, and it's a huge driver of profit for a lot of these companies, as much as it costs, and it's a huge opportunity for smaller indies to get their games noticed on a big stage, and those opportunities are, you know, few and far between for a those, lot. Of well, I think those opportunities aren't going to exist for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. No, um, not at all. I don't. I mean, I think Nintendo's done a good enough job of giving a stage to those indie developers anyway. They do an indie presentation at least once a quarter. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that E3 is a great place for them to be shown off. But, you know, I'm saying that I've never been, and and I don't think I ever will get to go, because I don't think it's going to exist anymore. Yeah. Um, That's the thing, though, right? Like, I, I, I can think of so many indie games that people wouldn't have even been aware of if they weren't shown off at an, on an E3 stage first. Like? You know? I mean, like, granted, now, like you said, we do have, like, the indie world, so, like, that, I think that has helped a yeah, lot. Yeah, we have, we have the indie world, and we also have the, Nintendo Europe does theirs, which is, I can't remember the name of Nintendo It doesn't matter. Europe. It's the same fucking thing. Um, um, and, and Microsoft did in their own thing now with the Xbox On. And then yeah, nobody really watches that. No one watches those. No, but uh, so, but that's what I mean. mean. Like, like everyone watches E3. Yeah, but PlayStation's doing their own thing anyway, and they they've basically ripped off Nintendo Direct, and who cares because it's good and it's how we like getting stuff. Wait, what? PlayStation are doing like they've ripped off Nintendo Direct, right? They've got their yeah. own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's doing that format now, and yes. I don't necessarily think that. The the E3 is necessary. I know. I really don't. I think you you get visibility with a publisher by posting your stuff online. Like it's how it's how Untitled Goose Game got there. Their, yeah, but uh, um, publisher. It's how. That's not the same thing as having an opportunity to have meetings with people, though. Like getting no, in the same physical place. Like, and that's the thing that again that I think like none of the like fans who like aren't involved in it more intimately like are thinking about is that like again as a as a trade show first like the the opportunity for you some random indie where it's like there's two or three people on our team and we mortgaged our houses to make this game and we met somebody who worked at square or you know ea or whatever and like we connected and we got our game published like that happens and you know like that same thing isn't going to happen if you're just like being like, oh, pay attention to our game and put it put it in your Nintendo Direct. But you know, like it's not the same. Yeah, opportunity. but but saying all of that, this was the right thing to do, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's not like uh, this. This could not have had uh, gone no. on. They could not have pushed forward with it this year. Period. And I don't um, even think, even if the virus had come down by June, which I think potentially that may happen, we don't know. The Confidence is already gone. 
There were already yeah. developers and people pulling out and saying, we don't want to risk any of our staff getting sick or any of, any of our fans getting sick or any of that there's stuff. N- there's no way they could have gone forward with it. Like, I don't even think that's up for debate. It's just a matter of, I think, you know, if this happened, had happened two years ago, we wouldn't have you having this conversation. But with the conversation ongoing of, like, is, three, is E3 dying and... Was this going to be the last E3? Was already things we were talking about. And well, now yeah, but that like, it's why not was Jeff Keighley, it's like, You know, why did Jeff Keighley pull out? Why did um, I am eight bit decide then, that they didn't yeah. want to be involved? Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like I think E3 was already struggling and was already on its last leg, and I think that this was getting its last leg kicked out from under it. You know, like I think I really do think this is the death blow. We'll have to wait Un- and see. Unfortunately. I, yeah. I, I do too. I mean they could have they've could have possibly saved it and gone down the PAX route. But who knows? Yeah, and whether it's good or bad remains to be seen, I guess, right? Like maybe I am too old school and I I, you know, see a value in it that maybe isn't there anymore because I have romanticized it in some ways, but um but I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know if that's the case. I oh. I just think E three was there for all of the press to go and get access to everything and and then they would relay that information on via their magazines via their tv shows or whatever it may be and it I was mean, there for um retailers to connect with people like nintendo or with um publishers and stuff like that but i don't think that's necessary anymore because of digital distribution because they've already got access to um, the distribution that they need via GameStop or Amazon or whatever it may be. I just, I genuinely don't think it's there. There's a, there's a necessity for it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't. It could be the indie dev to the publisher. That really could be the only last straw. But I think that GDC covers that. Yeah, but GDC is one event. But so is E three. E three is one event, right? But that's the thing. So, so now GDCs. you're telling me. So now you're telling me that the opportunities for that are are effectively cut in half. Yeah, that's bad. And GDC is not going to happen this year, right? I know they said they were delaying it, but it's They're not. not it's not this coming back. Happen. It's canceled. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's bad. You know, like if there, you're telling me that there are two games in town, and all of a sudden now there's one. That's shitty. And like, there's a chance GDC doesn't happen again. No, because GDC will happen again. GDC is the one... At, if they're the, out of money. All of the game devs love. They'll yeah, make but, that happen. But what happens if they ran out of money now? Because I like, would hope that's not the case. Because GDC is the one I enjoy the most as well. A lot of these events are not insured for this kind of thing. Like, I was just listening to uh, a story earlier about how uh, South by Southwest is going to lose a ton of money because they weren't insured for having to cancel it based on a deadly disease. They were insured for terrorism, for weather, for this, for that, for this, <laughs> oh, for man. that, but not for a virus. So, like, that's all money that has been spent that is gone. And if GDC was in that same boat, which it probably was because it was a week before it got canceled and they had to refund everybody's money and they already spent that money to get the show going like who knows if gdc happens again like i don't know that that's a given i hope but i don't know you know i think that's like the thing like they say they want to do it in the summer e3 says they're doing a show next year are they they could do it maybe that that weird um that weird e3 that was out in san diego that one time oh yeah (laughs) 
We'll see, man. I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope that they both uh, find a way to press on. I hope that you know all these events that are opportunities for the little <laughs> guy to get over don't go away, um, because that's who it hurts the most, right? Is EA, Bethesda, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony—they're all fine without E3. You're right. We're all right about that. Yeah, but, but I think those people, like the Microsofts, the Nintendos, the Sonys, the even the EAs and of people like that, are helping the little guys. And most most indie devs get their game, they chuck it on Steam, or they chuck it on Itch, and it gets out there if it's a good game. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I, I also think that there are more games coming out than ever. And, like, just because your game is good doesn't mean it rises to the top. Maybe. But I think the real, real special ones do rise to the top. The Stardew Valleys, the Crosscodes, the Untitled Goose games. Yeah, but, okay, but, you, like, think about one of the examples you just named there. Stardew Valley, right? Yeah. If Concerned Ape never hooks up with Chucklefish, that game doesn't get made. That game dies on the vine. So how many games yeah. like that but, are but going to Chuck die on the vine because they're Chuck not... How did Chucklefish find him? He posted it online. He did, a, he did a, a dev blog. He wrote all about it. He put it on YouTube. It wasn't in yeah. person. You're right. You're right. And for him, it worked out. But I'm saying, how many games die on the vine because there is not opportunity at yeah. E3 or GDC this year? Or how many how many kids just spent a hundred to $200,000 to get a degree in game design at USC who were going to go to GDC and try to get their first job and now they won't do that. Yeah, that sucks. It really does you know, suck. Like, and, I, and I've seen tweets about people saying it's really fucking difficult to get a job during the middle of a pandemic. And I can imagine it is horrible. Like, I, you can't go for an interview. How the fuck do you get a job? It's like mad. I, and it's like, you know, I, I, wor- I wonder how many indie studios end up getting closed because of this. Because there I aren't really PAXs and E3s and GDCs to go show their game off so it, does, so it dies on the vine. Like, uh, I really hope that's not the case. And I actually think video games is probably one of the, the industries that will survive the best. Yeah. It's not like the 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 broadways that need to close down because we can't or like live music together. like think about yeah. how fucked this is gonna I leave know. like if you're a touring band if you're a band who makes most of your money from mm-hmm. gigging and selling merch on the road you're fucked yeah <laughs> like uh, Cineworld which is one of our cinema chains in the UK dropped 47% on the stock market today every movie theater in China is closed right now yeah because they like, they know they're going to have to close and movies are being being delayed, delayed. until next year for, like we've had James Bond delayed we've had a quiet Fast place delayed Fast and the Furious delayed it's like there's nothing to go see at the cinema so why would you bother going mhm it's going to be bad it's going to be really bad man uh, and I, the ramifications of this, we're going to feel it for years. But, and I think you're right that games are probably more equipped to deal with it than most. Especially when but, you can just digitally download Animal Crossing and you're stuck in your house for two weeks during a quarantine and you can just play the hell out of that game. I'm glad you brought that up. That goes into our last few questions of the show here. This first one comes from our buddy Eddie Road Dog over from the Gamerdelphia podcast. He says, I have a question for Lou Potts. Will pandemic cause massive game delays to all the big spring releases? Uh, the big spring ones, no, because they're already done, they're already dusted, they're already in the can. Most of them, anyway. But we've already seen some games get delayed. 
um, the uh, the outer outer worlds that's yeah. been pushed because yeah. the the studio in China that was helping with the port it's had closed. to close. Um, so I I could definitely see that some of the games that I mean we don't really know much else about what's coming out for Nintendo this year. And that could be one of the reasons why the direct never happened because they've had to push because timelines push are getting dates. shifted. Um, we just don't know. And, and also... the same with the the printing of the cards. If they want to get a day and date with physical and digital releases, that, that could that could potentially push it back as well. Yeah, and I mean, there's also the reality that there's a lot of game development studios in America, yeah. and obviously for Japanese games to be translated that often takes places in a lot of American offices and studios and all of like America's experience with, with COVID is like just starting now, you know, like it's really like just getting to the point where it's like, okay, there are outbreaks in several States. There are States of emergency in several States. There's more and more deaths every day. Two days ago, we had the first confirmed case in Philadelphia. There are now 45 people under investigation. Right, and that's in two days. So, like, that's what we're talking about here. So, like, yeah, but I, you know, I've seen your tests are dirt cheap, so it's all good. Yeah, well, they're gonna be free now. We'll see how <laughs> that works out. But uh, here, here, like, we've had drive-throughs that they send you to, and they will swab you and then send you home, and then they'll tell you within two to three days whether you've got it or not. Yeah, well, I mean, I, we're supposed to be getting something like that sooner than later, but I mean, things are on fire right now, but. I think it could end up having delays, not necessarily for the spring games, but for the fall games, because right now is when we're seeing the ramifications of more and more. Obviously, it's already been going on in China and other parts of Asia, but like across the world now where it's like, okay, cool, like major industries are just shutting down, you know, even like not even just the the games Like we know we're meant to get two new consoles this year. Are they gonna and um, are we now? I don't know. Like, I think that really might be the thing where, like, this could be the first time ever where, like, Microsoft and Sony both come out and introduce the box, and then they're like, um, guess what? It's not coming out. Yeah, you can have this uh, sometime. <laughs> I mean, fucking A. Like, I really do think that'll happen. You know, like, that. At this point, I feel like that's the last domino to fall in this situation. I, I think what they'll probably do is uh, release them, but it will be very limited quantities. I don't. I but I it does is that a bad idea then? Because then you're they did that with the, the they did that with the 360 and the Wii. Like they were impossible to get that first year. Yeah, I know, but like then you burn all the people that put out games for it. Yeah, but even the the Xbox, they've already said that the games are backwards compatible, and they're just gonna know it's exclusive. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to have more information like, before I think we can. Yeah, totally. Like comment on that because you're you're right about that for sure. Um, but either way, so last question of the day, and then we'll wrap it up here. Adding uh, this one comes from Left Eye Lazy. Adding to that, would you be okay with physical releases being delayed, but digital being released as scheduled? Yes, that's fine. Yeah, totally. Um, I, 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 already, already I wonder anyway. if we see that. Like, how long did I just wait for Divinity Original Sin? I don't know. That's sure. a limited limited run release, but I'm prepared to wait. Like I was prepared to wait for the Outer Worlds, uh, Outer Worlds uh, physical release. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'd be totally fine with that. Like I said earlier, I'm increasingly comfortable with buying my games digitally only. So Then again, if Animal Crossing physical was delayed, I would have been upset. But why just buy it digitally? No, I would have waited. 
That's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. It is. No, it is not. You would rather not play the game? I would rather wait like three weeks to play the game. Yeah. Just buy the cartridge later when it's cheap. No, but that's like, it's never going to become cheap. It's a Nintendo game. They don't go cheap. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know, man. That seems ridiculous to me, but you do you. (laughs) I like having my cartridges on my shelf up here. I've bought digital versions of games or a second copy of a game. Like, I've done that twice with, like, Spider-Man on PS4 and at least one other game that I don't remember right now. Where I bought a second copy. Oh, it was Link's Awakening because you were sending me my collector's edition where I bought a second copy just so I wouldn't have to wait to play. That's ridiculous. Just give it away afterwards. Money to burn over there, Pete. No, I just give it away afterwards. It's like, yeah, oh, cool. Fair. Here, friend. Happy birthday. Take this copy of <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, boom. Why is it got a weird German big fat mic? Uh... <laughs> Shut up. Play the game. Region free. <laughs> All right. So thanks to everybody who wrote in for our MailPod segment and the entire show because I wove questions in all over the place. Thanks to I everybody. like it. I like that format. It's great. It's cool, right? Yeah. I feel like you save just the meaty questions that are, like, alone for the mail pot. The rest of them, you just mm. weave them in. Well, yeah. we're going to wait and see what the, what the, the other questions that you All the saved. meaty ones had to get pushed. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. We're going to have a great segment next week. That's the thing. It'll be good. So, thanks again, everybody who we didn't get to your questions. Thank you for writing, and we'll get to them next week. And, uh, yeah, so just let me run through the plugs again real quick. If you want to show your support for the show, uh, make sure that you give us a like on your platform of choice. Um uh, I forgot to mention this one in the beginning, and it's the most important of the bunch. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash lootpots and support us at the $5 level to get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, where we talk about everything but Nintendo. So, uh, great time. Steve and I are on it all the time. We're always talking about our feelings and what's going on in our lives and stuff. It's good stuff. So, go check it out. Show your support. Help us keep the mics on and uh, have uh, spend some more time with us, I guess, in your week. And if you want to connect with us in all the other ways that you can, remember you can write in to Pete at Lupots.com to get your thoughts right on the air. Go join our Discord and uh, join the community of uh, potsheads who are out there talking about <laughs> Nintendo and COVID mostly these days. But uh, you can get your thoughts in the weekly Potscast thread and get them right on the air just like everybody else did. Um, and maybe you'll hear your question on next week's episode. And then uh, you can head over to LootPots.com if you want to find all of our news, reviews, and links to our YouTube channel and uh, all the other stuff that we've got going on. It is the place to be. So uh, go do it. And did I say the Twitter? If not, at LootPots. That's the easiest way to keep up with everything that we're doing because we put all the announcements over there. So go check that out. All right. Well, Steve, it was great to have you back. It was good to be back. We'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast.